Warning. The following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, no, no. Because you know in time, you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation. A show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. They come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. What the popcorn could do. You heard a void talking about the chips. So he went and got some potato chips. I will not say their name. I will tell you though, they are kettle. Oh. What do you call it? SMBDSM? SMBDSR? SMR, MRI. What we do? Oh yeah. So we go to my file. We go to history of neuroscience. We go back to where we came from. We were going to discuss cranial nerves, and uh, what the Galen had to. Had been given a credit for. Yep, I stumbled upon that one. Let's see here. Oh, I better turn. I better turn off my porn. Yeah, don't want to play that. Not good for the little ones, if you know what I mean. Do you? I hope so. Pretty sure you do. Hopefully, it's in your contacts. Void, void, void. Void, 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 Yep. What a surprise. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice. Like a clockwork, he goes boom boom. 
Lacey, John Papanito. John Papanito, John Papanito, John Papanito, John Papanito, John Papanito. John Papanito. This is a John Papanito. John Papanito. Guess what? Got all my files transferred to my Memorex XP. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a interesting. Yeah, it took forever. It took like an hour. Hour? This thing is making a noise. It's like yelling after me. What? That's what that sound like. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It is a void. He sent a text. What he say? He said, "Sorry, washing my car." Washing your. He was washing his car. His car looks clean. He looks clean. Yeah. I wonder if he knows he may get the corona from washing his car. He probably doesn't know that. No, I better go tell him. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go call. <laughs> God damn. It looks clean, okay. Okie dokie. Yeah, what's up? Guess what, buddy? I'm washing my car. Oh, steel? Yes, I just got here. I'm halfway done. Halfway? Oh, okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. John Papanito? Yes? Void said he has not done washing his car. Should we just well, start with... Papanito, he gotta go up here. You're gonna go here right or now. Oh no. Oh, sound like he fell down. Oh, I thought you went to go fall down. Oh, you're nasty. Are you recording? You want me to edit this out? Oh, he pressed a mute. It's a good idea. What? I said you pressed a mute. Good idea. What are you doing? Are you squeezing it in between seconds or something? You go pee, then stop, and then pee, and stop. It's like rush hour traffic in there. You know breaking a stream, and that's a bad news, best. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. It hurts. Yeah. Alexa, she understand a John Papanito. Did you say Alexa understands John Pompanito? She do. I tell her, do this, and she does it. Well, that's very nice. 
He's a good. She's a mad bitch. I thought Alexa was an application. You know what we do today? What we do today? Uh, Coronial nerves and uh, Galen. Oh, I want to tell you about the Marcus Aurelius, why he was called Emperor. Oh, are we recording? Yeah. Okay, let's just start without a void, and nobody will miss it because it's a void. Because, you know. Nobody misses a void because he's not there. Don't you talk about my void like that. I'm gonna fart now. <laughs> I somehow think that was a raspberry. You know a raspberry is a fruit, right? And you eat it. It doesn't make a sound. Yeah, well, you know, I'm getting well acquainted with the, you know, colloquial vernacular here. You blow raspberries. Hello? Jump up and go, here, here, here outside. He came out and he's a basement. What do you do that for? Oh, jump up and go, he think a basement is a cold. Oh, well, that's good right now. It's like a 95. So, correction, Marcus Aurelius was a co-emperor because he was adopted and he was chosen to be emperor. But he uh, asked the uh, Senate for his uh, adoptive brother to be emperor, which is kind of interesting since, you know, the biological son did not become emperor until Marcus Aurelius said, hey, you better make him emperor. It's an interesting, all right. Yeah, I think I correct the uh, ratio within the bone samples they collected for... You know, lead poisoning, it was somewhere between 82 milligrams to 96 milligrams. Oopsies. And that was in the teeth, specifically. Is that a problem? That happens, you know, he don't know. If you got lead in your teeth, you might be like oh, the descendant of an Iron Man. No, you said that last time. But, uh, you might be, uh, you know, mush brain man. You are a mush brain. I see it. It's a mushy. See it? You what? How dare you talk about my brain like that? He's a mushy. He's a mushy brain. Oh, uh, your brain mushy. Your face is a mushy. So, everyone's face is a mushy. Not jump up and eat Oh. She's a fish, like a granite. What? Last time I was there, I saw you pick your nose. Your whole nose was mushing around. Mush, mush, mush. You mistake my nose for granite. No, I did not. You mistake your face for granite. I bring it. It's a hard face. I break a thing with it. Oh, yeah? What'd you break? Your feast. You break my feast with your face. Pa. 
He's a strong fist. He's a made of rock. He's like a granite. You make a no sense. He make a no sense because he has a no job. He is stuck in a basement. He the neighbors yell at him just now. Go inside, John Papanito. You go back and do your basement. Oh. That might be a good idea, though. If your face made out of granite. You know what? Don't make fun of people for things that they can't help. I'm pretty sure it would take a lot of effort to make your face out of granite. John Papa Nino, he didn't do it. Oh, yeah? You think Captain Garage Gobbler did it? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. He does a fucked up shit. Oh, I got to say another thing. Galen noted that he did not like the expressions of the macaque monkey and he would avoid doing the vivisections, but he still continued to do so. He did not you stop. He did not stop. He just said he just said he did stop. No. He actually stop. How do you know he didn't stop? He said he avoided, but then later in some of his later works, you know, he kept on doing it. So you say avoid, it means nothing. Well, I didn't say anything about that. What you talk about? That's my VP there, buddy. Oh, buddy, oh, buddy, you right now, kisser. What? What? You eat a crunch of food. Well, avoid start talking about chips. So, I talked about chips for all week. So, I got the chips. Open bag, eat, yeah. Jump up a little, don't know if you talk about right things or wrong things. Well, it's correct, because it's what I'm doing. Whatever you will say. Yeah. Oh, another thing. They got lead poisoning because a lot of people use lead in medicine and there's a face whitener. It's a silly thing to do. It's not right. It's no. wrong. No, that was... But that was what happened, so that was right. White is a rice, they said. Mm, yeah, so they put lead on face to get white. Very good. Oh, you know what that means. You better start doing that, John Papanito. You don't have to tell a John Papanito what I do. Oh, I'm just suggesting, you know. Your suggestion is not a so good. Oh, no. You say white is right. Better put the lid on the face. White is right up your ass. No, that's brown. You're a weirdo. You're the one talking about the white right up my ass. Oh, there's another thing. Galen didn't just cut the intercostal muscle. But he also cut the nerves innervating the intercostal muscle from the thoracic spine. That's not a right either. Well, he got to figure out some stuff when he cut open that macaque again and again and again, even though he said the emotions. Whoa. Man, it's taking a while for Void to get back to us. You're watching. He's a car. He's a car. It's a big, important deal. I guess so. 
You think you get better gas mileage if you wash the dirt off the car? Yeah, I don't think that he drives enough to matter. He'll live at home. He doesn't ever go anywhere. He's a scary old roommate, Corona. You know. You said he's in Spain now. Corona, he's a Spain. Corona, he go to Europe right now, and he come back to America later. We never know when he out of China, cause China never tell anybody. And then uh, you know we are busy being scared of a something that's not that scary. I know. He just doesn't pay rent. What's well, a dick? Yeah, there's dicks everywhere. That's a dick a move. Yeah, that dick moved. Move back to Europe. So, back to topic. Oh, yeah, yeah, one moment. No. Had to get a drink. Is it not allowed? Uh. See? It's not cool when you get a drink. You just make a bad noise. Mm. Mm. See? Yeah, so Galen and the cranial nerves. Galen didn't name these nerves, or at least Galen isn't credited for such. But I have not read any of his translated books, and not all of his books have uh, survived to time. So the narrative given is strictly from authorities. There's no evidence that we have showing that Galen named these nerves. But we know he numbered them. Did he number them a one, two, or three? Whatever the Greeks used. Four, five, and six. That's what numbers they use. Uh, there's more than that. There's Seven, 12, eight, 12 cranial nerves. These are numbers. But Galen, I assume, would have used six numbers. <clears throat> Even though everybody is saying that Galen discovered seven pairs of cranial nerves. Oh, you said seven pairs, that's a 14. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the pairs, they're the same thing, but they're just, you know, bilateral. I'll go over that detail a little bit later, but right now, I'm gonna say that ACNR.co.uk falsely claimed that he named or that the 12 known cranial nerves are something universally accepted. They didn't ask me. Did they ask you all? No. You know, if it's a universally accepted, everybody has to agree. Yeah. We didn't agree. Yeah, and I don't remember Captain Grouch Gobbler being spoken to. That's an interesting thought. That's kind of... all the time, you know. They say this, uh, everybody says so, but not everybody says so. So, they just use this expression to get out of their way. Yeah, it's not very good. But, nevertheless, derived from the embryonic neural crest cells in the cranial placodes anteriorly extend from the neural crest these nerves grow during fetal development, which makes sense. You'd want your cranial nerves developed prior to being popped out of your mother. Cranial nerves. That's what you sound like. Cranial nerves. Yeah, they're cranial nerves. What am I supposed to sound like? 
Not a cranial nerve, that's for sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Very good. Yeah. For additional education for us to understand all these terms I just mentioned previously, the embryonic... Whoa. The embryonic neural crest cells are on the dorsal portion of the neural tube between the uh, ectoderm and the neural tube. These nerves, they extend outward and anteriorly to become parts of some of the peripheral nervous system, including some of the cranial nerves. I watched a video on neural or cranial placodes on YouTube. It was, it's a good time. Yeah, it was about seven minutes long. It was pretty concise, I think. But it was from 2015. And they said they didn't know very much on how these uh, formations, if you will, form into the, you know, peripheral nerves like they do. I think oh. they know now. They have these different hormonal factors, you know, being signaled between the ectoderm and the uh, neural tube. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow, what's really interesting is these cells don't start off as nerve cells. They only become nerve cells when they, they grow from the most superficial part of the ectoderm towards the neural tube. And every single one, except for the lens placode, becomes a part of the peripheral nervous system. And multiple of them are, of course, cranial nerves. Yes. Cranial. Yeah. You know what I find the most logical about how the cranial placodes grow from the most superficial towards the central is because most of these are you know, primarily sensory nerves. You know, because you're going to get signals from the outside towards the end. It's kind of interesting how these cells form from the outside towards the end. You say so? Well, that makes sense to me. Okay. If you say so, I believe you. Oh, okay. You better not do that. I might fuck okay, up. I don't believe you. Yeah, yeah, good idea. You might, you better be skeptical before just blindly believing Gork. That's a good point. So that's a good reason not to vote for Gork, because mm. we don't want to blindly accept what he says. Yeah, but wouldn't you want Gork to accept that you question so you can, you know, put your input in and then Gork can adjust accordingly? I want Gork to suck on my balls. Which one? I said balls. That's plural. Yeah, but which ones? All of them? All of them. Same time. Like eyeballs? Earballs. Um, earballs. What the? How did that happen? John Papa, they don't know what he's just a given. He don't know where things are coming from or how they are happening. Ah. Much like the Tube of You video I watched from 2015. It could be true. It could be false. We don't know. Hmm. 
So it was relayed to me through that video that the cranial placards that become cranial nerves are the olfactory, trigeminal, facial, glossopharyngeal, and the vagal nerve. The rest are from the neural crest. Sounds good, good to me too. That was a incoming transmission from none other than Void. You should tell him to transmit his stuff like you know not so noisily. Yeah, I, I think that's on my end, buddy. He's a noisy, he's a loud. Yeah. He sounds like a big some bad news bears. What is up with you and these bears? You like bears? No, they're bad news. You sir? You are a bear. Are you like one of those women who goes, Oh no, don't rape me, but I really want to be raped. Don't say that. No woman ever really wants to be raped. Well, yeah, it's a misnomer. Of course they don't want to be raped, but they want to have that uh, fantasy roleplay thing, you know, some of them do. I don't believe being raped is ever a fantasy. Mm. It's a bad thing. I listen. That's not right. Don't you say things like that. I listen. I listen to this woman. And she talks about... Don't ever listen to a woman, because everything that comes out of their mouth is a lie. And that's why you vote. And that's why you vote for Gork and not John Papadito. It's why you don't vote who the women are voting for. Oh, there's women voting for everybody. It's a scary thing. Women are voting for men that would just like to poke them in the vagina for funds and not give them anything in pleasure. Um, John Pabonito, have you been using the time translator again? Oh, look at this. It says, a vote for Gork is a vote to have your liberties taken away. I wouldn't you ever do that. Away your guns. That's what Jesus says. He says a gawk wants your guns. No, I'll give you yes. I'll give I'll you free right guns. Here. I said right here. Gawk take away your guns. No. Don't vote for him. I give away free guns. It is on a votegawk.com. I, I give no. He says it right here. Vote a gawk. Gawk take your guns away. I give I you can't argue with it. It's on the internet. You I'll... can't argue with it. No, it's on the internet. You can't argue with it. Oh. I can't? I will give you a squirt gun with gasoline in it. Uh, you don't know what you are talking about. Oh, yes I do. It's a fun time. Until, until the it's fun. always a fun time until somebody gets a hurt and then it's a sad time. Yeah, but you know, life is filled with ups and downs. You, you know what, I'm gonna give Void a call. He might even this one out, okay? I don't think that you know what you're talking about. Hello? Void, I am glad I spoke to you. Cause I tell you what, John Papanito's got his uh, panties up in the what do they? Oh wow. Well. 
Yeah, I don't know why John Papanito's got his panties in a wad, but he sure does. Okay. John Papanito, he don't wear panties. He wear a boxes. Not the boxes for briefs? He's a boxes because the briefs, are, they are hugging his giant testicles too hard. You guys are being too hard on the environment. You're supposed to be free-balling it with just pants. John Papanito don't take advice from a person who live under the bridge. In a box. Oh, I have my carbon footprint is so limited now. Yeah, yeah, your carbon footprint is so limited because you're busy huffing your own fumes. Don't you tell people what I do with my steward. You just told him. I didn't tell him you did it. You just admitted to it. What are you talking about? No, I got to enter that to one out. How's it going there, Avoid? You'll Sorry, get. I just what? Drink mix all over myself. I'm okay though. Oh no! You drink? You spilt your soda? Uh no. Um, I was making flavored water and the powder got all over me. But I'm trying to clean it up. It's okay. Yeah. See, if I was there, I'd help you out there, buddy. That's okay. I got it. I was just worried I was gonna make a bigger mess, but at least it didn't turn out. Yeah, I opened the pouch and it just exploded. Jump oh. up a little. He think a gawk's head is exploding. Why you think that? Cause. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's a good one. Ah! Jump up a little. Can tell you getting a flustered because you're voiding off your base. Voters. What are you talking about? John Papanito is just a homo sapien. You're just a saying not a nice thing. You are making fun of somebody for what they are, not a who they are. What? You, do that. you, you are confusing. Can't, you cannot do that. What you, you are, not who you are. You cannot sit there. And make fun of somebody for what they are. You have to do it for things that they make a choices of. Like it's okay for you to make a fun of somebody who smoke a crack or use a marijuana too frequently and they can't even tie their shoes or maybe they are drunk. But if you make a fun of somebody for being a fat, it's a bad. Oh wait, being a fat is a choice of two. Never mind. You can make a fun of somebody for eating too much of food. But you can't make a fun of them for being a white. Or black, or man. Who said I was making? You cannot do that. There's no choice. You are a child because you are one. It's not your choice. Oh. I saw. I think I saw a crack addict uh, driving. That's how. That's how you can make a fun of them because that's a choice. It's a choice to use a crack. Huh? You can make fun it's of anything. Eat too much cake. But I'm wondering. Oh, who? Oh, how do you think that I was making fun of you for being a homo sapien? You said a homo again. You make a fun of somebody for being a homo. That's not a choice. That's a choice who? Just you can't. You can't be what? I mean, it's our choice to be a homo sapien. Well, I'm not choosing to be a homo sapien. It's just a who I am. You can't do that. Oh yeah, like you weren't part of mission one zero five six seven eight two. Back to the topic. Yeah, that's a good idea, Homo sapien. Papa Neil gonna call Captain Gravity on your ass. He listen anyways. 
That's just what he wants you to think. Back to topic. No. Boy, is your car clean? Yes. Now back to topic. Did you enjoy watching your car void? Yes, I need to do it because it was super dirty. Had bugs and bird crap. Back to topic. Did you do it with a soap? Uh, yeah, just back to topic. So, sorry for that void. Ah, uh, we'll talk about the cranial nerves right now. Ah, uh, cranial nerve, okay. Yeah. So, we got the cranial nerve number two, which uh -huh. is called the optic nerve. This nerve contains over one million neurons per each nerve, transmitting data from the retina to our vision centers of our nervous system. Galen is... One type of nerve, pair of nerves, one nerve. It's like, you know, you have the optic nerve, the olfactory nerve, you know, abducens, abduction, you know, trochlear. It's, it's a one nerve, it contains a million nerves. It doesn't make a sense. One million neurons. That'll make a more sense, because it's a different thing. Well, yeah, yeah, you, you, thank you for pointing that one out there, buddy. Yeah, Galen is also noted for describing the optic chiasm. The left side of your retinas get passed over to the left portion of your occipital lobe, while the right side go to the right side of your occipital lobe. So you say it's a criss-across, like a band? Yeah, then it makes an X at the optic chiasm, where those uh, signals get processed, and you have some signals that get sent to your occipital lobe. So, and your mind turns it right ways, so the last images are actually backwards and upside down. Yeah, but I don't know how your brain processes it. Whatever way it is, you still have a good hand-eye coordination with that stuff. So I put my finger in my left nostril from my left hand. It's being controlled from my right brain, but I feed it on the left side of my face. That's a different topic. Picking my nose? That's, that's where you'll have, you'll know, crossover is a different thing than getting signals already flipped around in your retina. Some papa need all... He said back to topic. Yeah, good idea, buddy. I got the last where I was. It's a box. Did it blow away? No, on the screen under my pooter. On your tumor? Pooter. Computer pooter. Yeah, there are three known destinations for the optic nerve, actually. One is considered the lateral geniculate nucleus. The other one is the pretectal nuclei, and then you have the superior colliculus. It's a superior cotyledonous. Yeah, that's good for you. You work really hard at that. You get to go to practice in. That's the topic. Well, I'm just asking a simple question. You do the ABCDs with your tongue. A B C D. E. That's what John Papanito is. He's a wizard. So, what are all these crazy ass sounds I made with my mouth? I'll tell you what they mean. You have the lateral geniculate nucleus, which is part of your thalamus, and is the main pathway to your occipital lobe. Then we have the pretectal nuclei. 
pretectal nuclei are part of what is called the pretectal area. Wow, that tells you a lot, huh? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like a thing. It's a passenger door and a driver's side door is on the driver's side of the vehicle. Yeah, exactly. And that's very descriptive. Yeah, very descriptive. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Well, that pretectal area is part of your middle brain, which is the most superior part of your reptilian brain, which is a false nomenclature for your most primitive parts, which is earliest signs of being evolved in the fish, which were before reptiles. So this is like all of Gorg's brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You don't have anything else in my brain besides just my reptilian brain. Yes. Yeah, even though all the functions will not be able to be there because I'm here articulating things to you. Correct. The most important part of this part on your middle brain is that it helps, you know, take in signals of light intensity for your autonomic function of your pupillary or light reflex. Then you have the optokinetic reflex which helps you adjust your circadian, circadian rhythm. You just set up pupillary. That's an interesting word. Mm. I've heard the circadian rhythm. What is it exactly? Well, you get signals sent to this area in your middle brain. Yeah, your pretectal nuclei go to your... Well, your pretectal nuclei sends... Well, get signals to show how intense the light is, which actually affects your pituitary gland in producing hormones. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which regulates your circadian rhythm. And actually, the optokinetic reflex is separate, which is uh, responsible for, you know, getting signals sent to your ocular motor mode. Mm, wait, which gets signals sent to your brain in order to see where you are in your environment. They're like reflexive movements, too. You know, it helps you track moving objects. Uh-huh. Then so another... I've got to work double time since I have uh, only one eye. Oh, I don't necessarily know that. I think you're working half-time now. Because uh, you I only have one side signal. Yeah, but also in my mind, there's also gotten used to it from years of experience. Yeah, that would suck if you never got used to it. Yes, there was a story of uh, when I was a baby, one, I wasn't walking. Family was concerned, but turned out that I blocked vision from a tumor of only the size of a pinhead, so it was stopping me from seeing correctly, so I was stumbling around like a drunk baby. But the night they took out my other eye with the tumor in it, I started wandering around in my incubator after being able to walk. How long were you in the incubator? Only just the normal standard time after a surgery. What is that? I don't know. It could be like just like a day to two days. They just had to make sure. It, it, might, it might have been just like a normal hospital stay. So. Oh, okay. Because I was so small too. Yeah. Good thing they got it early. Yes. Most people uh, find it in both eyes and it travels to the brain. Oh, that's not very good. Yes. So I had checkups for several years to make sure. Yeah, good thing they do that. Yes. 
Another part that receives signals from your optic nerve is the superior colliculus, which is Latin for upper hill. See that? Upper hill. That's what Galen gets for not naming these nerves. They have Latin names now, bastards. Yeah. Well, that's also the roots of our naming conception for different uh, animal uh, roots and different things, too. Well, I think sometimes they use Greek, too. If I'm not mistaken, I probably am. But your amygdala is a Greek for almond because your amygdala is considered almond-shaped. It sounds so delicious. Yeah, yeah, you should eat that part. Bastard. Mm. He called me Mushy Brain. You hear that, Void? That bastard, he called me Mush Brain. He called me all he sorts of names. He ate his amygdala. What? Am amygdala? Hello? Hello. Yes. Oh. Oh, okay. So, yeah. The colliculus is also referred to as the roof of your midbrain. This helps you out with balance because it relays signals down to your cerebellum, which is the booty part of your brain. Ah. Uh. Yeah. That's about all anybody ever needs to know about that, that nerve. Pear. Does that make you better, John? Call, I call them nerve pairs, huh? You make more sense. Okay, well, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to make more sense. Son of a bitch. You hear me? Yes. That's good. So we have the ocular motor nerve, which is cranial nerve number three, which exits the superior orbital fissure above your optic nerve. This one connects or innervates your four out of six extrinsic eye muscles, as well as your eyelids. So it's responsible for the majority of your eye movements. I wonder if people's lazy eyes is affected by this part. Or is that more of a weakness from the muscles? I did not research that one. I failed again. Vote. John Papanito. Why are you saying that? Because I am another failure. <laughs> It's a good choice to justify what John Papanito and not to Gork. Everyone hails. Gork make fun of the homo sapiens. And Gork just said, don't vote for me, vote for John Papanito. So you have now three reasons to vote for John Papanito and not to Gork. You see what I tell you people? This is what you go up against. He makes false claims. It says because I point out the facts that I'm making a mockery. He make a mockery of uh, you people if you put him in office. No, no, no. You That's John Papanito making years. mockery. You already have a four years of a blonde cheetah make a mockery out of you. And now you want to put a gorky in there, he make a mockery out of you for another four more years. Besides, John Papanito is not a born in the United States. Yeah, well, you what? You're born in the United States? You hear that? John Papanito, born in the United States. See, that's why oh. you vote for Gork. You, you know that a Trump, he a born United States, he have a chance that he gets. He see you're poor, he born you by making you pay more money for things. And all he John Papanito does is complain. Yeah. If you American, you vote for the guy that's going to bone you the most. That's how it works around here. 
Yeah. You want to vote for whiny John Papanito or a kick-ass Gork? Gork got a kicked in the ass when he was leaving in his house, which is a cardboard box. Yeah. I don't care for money. I don't need the money. I don't care for money. Vote for Gork. I need the money, is basically what you're saying. No, I said, I don't care for money because I don't have money. If I wanted money, I'd go get money. You know, like, you know, everybody else, you want something, you go get it. Yes. Back to topic. No, yeah, back to topic. Just blew your mind. Your mind is blown. So, the ocular motor nerve makes your pupils dilate, which means it, sent, it gets signals from your midbrain from the signals that it had received from the optic nerve. Ooh. Thank you, pupillary light reflex. If you do not assume correctly, then I shall tell you the ocular motor nerve originates from the midbrain due to the data I have already stated. Yes. What? Hello? Okay. Who the hell are you talking to, Void? Came over to work out. He's just coming and going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see that? See that, John Papanito? He gets strangers in his house, but does not let us in. John Papanito, he's a stranger too. He didn't probably get in. You see that? John Papanito says he's strange. Vote Gork. So there are two main branches of the ocular motor nerve. One is the superior branch and the other one's the inferior branch. The superior branch helps out with the superior rectus muscle, the levator palpebrae superioris, and has sympathetic fibers to innervate the superior tarsal muscle. The superior rectus muscle is in the cavernous sinus, which is where your eyeball is, and attaches to the top of your eyeball, contracting to make your eyes move up. The levator palpebrae superioris is enclosed in the same sheath as the superior rectus muscle and controls your upper eyelid, which is the real reason why when you look up, your upper eyelid easily moves up with your eyeball. Then we have the inferior branch, which innervates the inferior rectus, medial rectus and inferior oblique muscles, as well as the autonomic function of your pupils. The inferior rectus muscle is what attaches to the lower part of your eyeball and helps you move your eyeball down, and even towards your nose, making the upper portion of your eye move away from your nose as you do so. Then you have the medial rectus muscle, which is the muscle between your eyeball and your nose which helps you move your eyes inward and cross your eyes. And right now I am using both of my medial rectus muscles. Whoa, I see double. I, see. I can't do that. Sorry. Not with that attitude. I lost my place. He's a not a dead windy. You keep saying this. He's a not a dead windy. You have... Your inferior oblique muscle, which helps you keep your eyes elevated. It is located beneath your eyeball 
and it also helps you move your eyes laterally. So you can move your eyes outside of your main center focus. Now I tried very hard to activate both of these muscles on both eyes at the same time, but I cannot seem to do that. Can you do that, John Papanito? Make your eyes I can look do like anything better than you. Oh. I can do anything that you can do better. So, so please tell me how you do that. Use my superior nose. Well, it's actually the inferior branch of your ocular motor nerve, which, you know, innervates your inferior rectus muscle. It's in relation to your nerves. My inferior nerves are superior to your inferior nerves. Mm, I don't know. I think my C elevation's higher. John Papanillo, he got a gas. You got the gas? It happens. It's natural. Oh, you mean in your colon? And I make a correction. Your inferior oblique muscles, which move your eyes laterally, not your inferior rectus. Next nerve. Trigeminal nerve. Cranial nerve number five. Remember that one, John Papanito, you say mambo number five? He's a maker, you dance in the... Yeah, I don't know if you dance with that nerve. Yes, it's about going to the liquor store. Is it really? Oh yeah, he goes to go pick up uh, uh, rye, something, something, something. Let me look up your lyrics. Very insightful. I remember I used to sing that in middle school, and my brother would laugh at me because he played uh, Latin music and was saying, oh my gosh, they bastardized it. You think so? Nah, actually, he was really impressed because it made uh, Latin music more popular. Huh. Yeah, it says, let's go to right to the uh, liquor store by the corner for gin and juice. Whoa. Now, for some ridiculous reason, the trigeminal nerve by Galen was considered to be both the third and the fourth pair of cranial nerves by Galen. That's because this nerve is so big and branches out all over your face. Yes, the trigeminal nerve exits the pons, which is the bridge of the poorly coined term reptilian brain, between the medulla and the middle brain in way greater depth than Galen knew regarding the nerve when these three branches, as stated before in Herophilus' episode. What the fuck? Oh, I fucked up big time. So you have three branches for this one. This one's the ophthalmic, the maxillary, and mandibular, like we said, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's a facial sensations in chewing. On to, yeah, on to the fifth set, which is actually two different nerves, your facial and your vestibulocochlear nerves. These two nerves, according to many in academia, were wrongfully believed to have been perceived as that one nerve by Galen, that son of a bitch. From what little I have read, the facial nerve is described as being complex in its root. It has a parasympathetic, sensory, and a motor function, 
which is a part of your facial nerve. TeachMeAnatomy.info split the pathway of the facial nerve into two divisions. The first division is intracranial. Then the second division is extracranial. By the names given, you can easily assume that they mean inside of the cranium and outside the cranium. Is the cranium the head? Yes, sir. It's nice. Intracranial. The nerve originates from the pons. Even though in fetal development, this nerve actually originates from your ectoderm. Not rectoderm, ectoderm. Just wanted to you say that. Rectoderm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I assumed you were going to jump for that one, so I just tried to get oh, ahead of the ball. What about your soap? Tom Papa Nero doesn't want you to vote for Gwoth. Well, of course. You are my competitor. Why would you want anybody to vote for me? What Why do you think I am your competitor? Tom Papa Nero, he is your superior. Ah, that's a silly, silly thing to say. Considering I'm the one who hired you. That's what you think. Ah, that is what I know. So, intracranially, the facial nerve has two roots. One is uh, considered larger, and the other one is smaller. The larger root is for the motor function, while the smaller root is sensory input. These two roots go through what is called the acoustic meatus. It's nearly one centimeter opening in what is called the petrus, part of the temporal bone. This is part of the posterior portion of your temporal bone. And there are three different canals through the acoustic meatus, one of which is going to be called the facial canal. This is where the facial nerve, you know, goes through and becomes really close with the inner ear. Makes it easy for me to understand why Geren assumed this would be part of the vestibulococular nerve. It is within your facial canal that the facial nerve roots mentioned earlier fuse together, you know, the motor and the sensory one. Then this nerve is said to also form the geniculate ganglion in the greater petrosal nerve. The geniculate ganglion is the sensory ganglion. Oh, ganglion, what is that? Well, it's just a collection of nerve cells. You have a several ganglion. This sensory portion helps you taste on the anterior portion of the two-thirds of your tongue. Then you have the greater petrosal branch of the facial nerve, which is a collection of parasympathetic, blah, 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 parasympathetic fibers for your mucous glands and your lacrimal glands. Now, it's easy to assume for many that the mucus glands help you produce mucus from your nose. But, do you know what a lacrimal gland is, Void? No. It helps you produce fluid, which coats your eyeballs. Oh, you just said the lacrimal gland helps you make a fluid for your eyeballs? Lacrimal. Lacrimal? Say it with me. Lac. Lac. Lack. 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 Are you making fun of my accent? <laughs> no. Why would I do that? You just uh, keep saying the same thing that I'm saying over and over again. Can you say L? Air? 
Yeah. Wacromograms. Wacromograms. Another part, or branch if you will, that forms within the facial canal is the stipedius muscle. What? What was that? Hello? Well, anyways, another branch innervates what is called the stipiatus muscle, which is the smallest known muscle. So, you have another branch which comes or forms from the facial canal. So, we have another branch which forms from the facial canal, which is called the stipiatus muscle. Well, which innervates the stipiatus muscle, which is the smallest known muscle in the human body, which also innervates. Is that the same thing as your penis, Lord? Why are you fascinated about my penis? Is the perfect John Papanito interested in my penis? Oh, sorry guys, I'll somebody heck on my phone, I just get it back. Fake news, Hillary. I mean, John Papanito. So, this tibiatus muscle innervates your stapes, which is also the smallest bone in your body which actually transmits signals from your incus to your temporal... You keep talking about your small muscles and then you talk about your penis. No, your incus. Don't you throw that incus at me. You know, you ever heard of the the incus, the malleus, and the stapes? They're the, of the incus and the belincus. They're the three smallest bones in your body. Are you go talking about your small bones again? Yeah, and then they hit your temp uh your tympanic membrane which transmits signals to your cochlea. Your cochlea, Becca. So what's kind of interesting, your facial nerve actually innervates the muscle which helps transmit sound signals to your vestibulocochlear nerve, which would explain exactly why Galen uh, wrongfully assumed both of them are the same nerve because they're so closely connected. It's interesting because I don't think any of my nerves are innervating. Innervating? You don't think you are innervating anything with your nerves? As no, you my speak? Nerves are not innervating. My nerves are not innervating. Wow. That's kind of funny since you're speaking right now. You're using several nerves as you speak. But they're not making a new thing to innervate with. No, nobody's assuming anything being new innervation going on, because that stuff already supposed to have happened at fetal development. Fetal development? Is that after mastication? Yeah, fetal development actually comes after mastication. I'm glad you put those two together. So, lastly, we have a branch called the Corda Timpani which are special sensory fibers for the anterior portion of your tongue, which help out with taste, you know. And then you have parasympathetic fibers in this as well. In the submandibular and sublingual glands, which innervate the submandibular and sublingual glands. Linglo. Sublingual. Yeah, sublingual. Like lingua. Yeah. Lengua is your tongue. If you go to a Spanish restaurant and you order a lengua taco, you're going to get a so tongue in your taco. Good. I love a lengua taco. I love a lengua on my maninches. What? You go to a Mexican restaurant, you get lengua, so you put it on your maninches? They're kicking me out for this. I don't blame them.
kicking me out. Yeah, I was there. Nothing wrong, and they kicked him out. Yeah, I understand. It's a very frustrating situation there. Can't a man put a lingua on his meninges in peace? See, look at that. We can both agree on the same thing. Jump off a needle and a goal. Can't agree on anything. But we just agreed there. We can't. But I also don't blame him for kicking you out because you're John Papanito. We can't. Yeah, so just it's like the... against John Papanito. He's a very, 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 very minority class. Yeah, whatever you say. So, much like the mucous glands and the lacrimal glands, the submandibular and the sublingual glands, excrete like fluid. I should do that. Should get together with his scapegoat and do the hippity hop. You can totally make that into a rap. I could wrap it up with a ball. And put and it on that it hole. Away. What? And give it away. Yeah, and salivate from my sublingual because a mucus is ex well, you know, saliva is excreted from these glands, yo. Yeah, and you could be like my backup, dude. Don't talk about Nito. He ain't nobody got backup. You want to be my VP for uh, rapping? Don't talk about Nito. He is the P of rapping. You rap your P? And give it away with a bull. Because you're a sapien of the homo? Dude, then you go here. You make a fun of my things that I can't help. Stop it. I think you're... I think you're, uh... Overreacting with uh, episodic memory here, buddy. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just mentioning a fact. Back to topic. Oh, okay, okay. So, this nerve exits. What the fuck am I looking at? I see that every time I look at you with a face. Oh, I see why. Cause I shave my face. So, the facial nerve, when it exits through the facial canal. Is actually exiting through what is called the stylomastoid foramina. Do you know what that is? The external parabola? Yeah, the stylomastoid foramina. It sounds like a Dragon Ball Z thing. Oh, you are super saiyan now. Yeah, the stylomastoid foramina. Did you just kill a whole planet full of little beings? Yeah, I did. Felt good. You should try. You are not a good hermit being. You are gonna kill a little being. Sounds like killing a children. You're never gonna get a Republican to vote for Gwok if he's a kid and a babies. And only care about you who are feeding. Yeah, I, I don't want to kill babies. I just want to lock them up. You just said you killed a whole planet full of little beings. And then... I'm going to blame all of the other people for different laws for why I lock up the little babies. That's what I do. Because I am Gork. And I am great. Vote for me. No. No. America was never great. We do make America great finally. I can open a beer to that. Yeah, chug it, buddy. Do shotgun. Do the shotgun. Boom, boom. And then go and take your gun away, because that's what you want to do. No, I want you to do a shotgun. Yeah, that's a gross. I'll blow your colon out. Did you just suggest that Void should put 
a shotgun up his void? You just appeared. You said do a shotgun. That's a gross. No. I'm... Uh, what? I'm talking about drinking beer shotgun style. What you talk about, huh? Well, not completely safe. It's a stupid people that use the guns properly. You see that? I understand the average Joe. I know what doing a shotgun means. And John Papanito does not. We already have a Joe Alana for president. We can't have a two. Gork, run for president. So, yeah. The stylo mastoid for Ramana. It's posterior of the styloid process of the temporal bone. Oh, that tells me a lot. Yeah, that's actually just posterior of your zygo zygomatic arch, which is that part that forms the joint for your mandible and the rest of your head. And anterior of your ear. And if you feel around up there, there's a lot of pressure points because that's where a lot of nerves are coming through and coming out. Are you coming out, Gork? Is that what I just heard? Do we need to have a party? I've already came out. You know, I've been out and about. I went over to your place. I actually came out and then went back in. That's so weird. You can't go back in. Once you are out, it's out. It's like a virginity. You can't take it back. Hmm. I don't know about that one, because I can step outside my house any time and go back in. It's a difference than a coming out. But I did come out. It's a difference than a going out. Coming out, going out, emerging from being birthed. Jump up a little. He has to run now. Why you gotta run? Because he has to go eat a dinner. He gonna get in trouble. Why you go? Oh, you see that? He got his uh, balls in the purse. Well, yeah, that's where your balls go, in your coin purse. Alright, you have fun there, John Papanito. Okay, John Papanito is gonna beat Gork in the voting race. Pa, that's enough of that funny business, huh, Void? Yeah. Now we can down, get down and busy to business. Okay. Now we're going to the Glossopharyngeal Nerve. Oh, got some pills. What? What'd you say? Well, if people were wanting some data regarding your vestibulocochlear nerve, we kind of already covered that. That's basically just what innervates balance and audio signals to your brain. Ah. Oh. So it's the nerves that connect to the uh, part in the, the air in your ears that create balance. So it's the sensory of that part, right? Well, you have what are called the tiny little bones inside of a, a fluid-filled area, and they're called vestibules. Vestibules, ah, yeah. Then you have a cochlea, which is that snail-looking thing. As a matter of fact, your acoustic meatus actually makes a snail-looking shape too. Very common shape throughout nature. That has more to do with the physics around the planets and the sun and the way energy is forming. Actually, energy travels like that in the first place, like a corkscrew. That's why the sine and cosine and uh, tangent functions are very similar when you look at it from a time perspective in the fourth dimension. But we're not going to go over that. That's not what we're talking about. 
We're talking about your vestibular cochlear nerve, right? Yeah, and these signals will wind up going, and they actually kind of do something similar to the optic nerve. They cross over and go to your temporal lobe. It's very interesting, but I did not do any research on this because what the little was known, and I figured I was already going in depth about everything else. There's a lot of stuff to cover on this one. You know what I mean? Yes. You know how long this podcast has been already? How long is that? It's been over an hour. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is a longer one. So, you want to know about the glossopharyngeal? Yes, glossopharyngeal. So, the sixth pair that Galen wrongfully assumed to be just a pair is actually three separate spinal nerves. You have the glossopharyngeal, the vagal nerve, and the spinal accessory nerve. Now the glossal nerve, or the glossopharyngeal nerve, is a cranial nerve number nine. This nerve exits out your medulla, along with the vagus nerve and the spinal accessory nerve. Which would explain why Galen would have assumed they were all one nerve. Actually, when they exit out, they follow a very similar pathway initially. But eventually they split three ways. The glossopharyngeal nerve innervates the motor function of your stylopharyngeals. Your stylopharyngeus muscles, which are the thin muscles which extend from your stylomastoid process down to your pharynx. This muscle actually elevates both your pharynx and your larynx and also helps dilate your pharynx, allowing for the passage of food, therefore helping you swallow void. Hello, Void? Yes. Did you hear me? So Yes. So every time you swallow, just remember glossopharyngeal nerve innervating your stylopharyngeus muscle. Mm-hmm. Now for sensory innervation for the glossopharyngeal nerve, is it inner it innervates the oropharynx, the eustachian tube in the middle ear the posterior third of the tongue, and the carotid sinus, and the carotid body. Both tactile and special sensation is in this nerve. The special sensation is that of the posterior third of your tongue for taste. And actually, it says here you can get taste in the, the root of your tongue too, but not from this nerve. Pretty interesting, huh? Yes. Yeah, I tell you what, not everything is as simple as I thought it was when we first started probing humans. Yes. What you munching on? Chips. Oh. I actually have some wine. Oh. Could you tell? No. I drink about, are you sure? I feel like you could tell easily. You seem a little bit more lucid and more well-spoken. They're more relaxed. Probably because I had about half a bottle. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah, I find that the more I work out and gain muscle mass, the harder it is for me to get drunk. Oh. 
I'm not gonna be like Robert Oberst, though. Oh, that guy is a one, a big dude. He said he takes about 12 beers before he gets a good buzz. Oh, so did you hear a story about Andre the Giant on the set of uh, Princess Bride? He drank so much beer, and then Rob Reiner asked after he farted if he was okay. He said that actually he felt a lot better. Yeah, I bet he did. Especially if it was that long. He probably had a lot of gas. Probably ate a bunch. Oh, yes. He, was, he, he basically ate like ox. Yeah, I tried to eat over 3,000 calories a day. I think it was probably more than that. Yeah, definitely. But for me, that's a lot more than I usually eat. Oh. I'm actually... I, my goal is to, you know, try to reach 4,000, but anywhere between 3,000 and 4,000, I'm okay. Okay. So well, the, I'm trying to un- under-eat calories because I need to lose weight, but it's been helping. That's good. Um, now, for Vegas North, this is the longest autonomic North in your entire human body, and the longest out of all cranial nerves. Do you know what the name Vegas comes from, Void? Uh, the root... No, the name. Just the word. Vegas. Uh, maybe, uh, astronomy in Latin? Vegas stands for wandering in Latin, which is another reason why, uh, which is another reason why Galen should have named these damn things. And it actually comes from the vagabond. But oh, I doubt that. Yes, I-, I think vagabond and Vegas, because this was a story that I heard on a great courses on an audible course book and this guy was saying i keep on saying it vegas comes from vagabond which means it wanders no i'm starting to think that since vegas is latin for wandering that the vagabond has the same root as vegas and vegas is actually the root of vagabond so you know it makes less sense for what that guy said i think he stated a misnomer which is okay because authority figures are humans, so they're not infallible. It's, it extends all the way from your brainstem all the way to your colon, Void. Oh, yes. So your colon is connected to your brain. Oh, yes. The vagus nerve is known for innervating the skin behind your ear, your internal surfaces of your, your larynx and the pharynx. And the visceral sensations from your heart. You also have special sensations such as taste. This is the vagal nerve, which gives you taste in the root of your tongue and your epiglottis. Which means that you can taste things with your throat. Yes, that's why uh, cayenne can kick your throat and kind of you feel that burn. Yeah, it's probably why the burn in the back of your throat when you drink hard liquor occurs, you know? Yes. So, muscles like the pharynx and the larynx are, uh, and your soft palate help you, uh, help your voice. They're also muscles. The pharynx is a part between your nasal cavity and your mouth above your esophagus while your pharynx while your larynx is a part of your, which is actually called your voice box, which kind of confuses me, Void, because they said the laryngeal nerve. 
for Galen, cutting the piggy's laryngeal nerve. But the vagal nerve is the nerve that innervates your larynx. Which kind of makes me wonder why would they call it the laryngeal nerve when it's just a, probably the laryngeal branch of your vagal nerve. Or your vagus nerve, whatever you want to call that. I'm kind of questioning things now. Yeah, for a parasympathetic innervation, the vagus nerve innervates the smooth muscles of your trachea, your gastrointestinal tracts, your heart, and your bronchial tubes, or your bronchi. And that's basically all I'm going to cover for the vagus nerve. Now, for the spinal accessory nerve, do you know what this nerve does? Um, goes to extremities. It goes to your trapezius muscles. Traps. Yeah. And it goes to your sternocleidomastoid muscle. Remember that muscle? Uh, that's quite sounds familiar. So, I'm not going to tell you which one it is on your neck. But, I'm going to tell you in the name. is signifies where it attaches. Your sternocleidomastoid muscle. So, is it underneath your chin because it's something to do with mastication? No. So, your sterno stands for the sternum, which the muscle attaches to. The clido uh -huh. stands for the clavicle, which it attaches to. And your mastoid stands for the back of your head, the back bottom portion. So it's that muscle that wraps around from the back all the way to the front. Uh -huh. This muscle is very important if you want to move your head and touch your ears to your shoulders or rotate your head left and right. I'm doing that now. Everyone do that. It's yes. You can do that because you can see if your spine is working correctly. And uh, I tell you what, I have a bone spur in my third cervical vertebrae. Oh, ow. And I have some slight nerve damage in my left hand. Oh, that's from the root of that or you think? No, that's actually a cervical nerve. Oh. Yeah, it's not the cranial nerve. That would be another section for some other time. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Now, for the seventh pair, the vagus nerve, lying next to the carotid artery, which is called the artery of stupor, because they knew from a long time ago that if you constrict this or cut this, you'll uh, become stupid and pass out. Because that's the blood flow to your brain. And from your brain. Then you have, wait. Yeah. Artery means to, yeah. So it's to your brain. My bad, not from your brain. Now the seventh pair includes part of the vagus nerve and your hypoglossal nerve. Because the vagus wanders around and it, it touches base with a bunch of different nerves. It also touches base with your 12th cranial nerve. By the way, the spinal accessory nerve is cranial nerve number 11 the 12th one is the hypoglossal and this is purely an efferent motor nerve this nerve innervates the intrinsic and extrinsic muscles of your tongue with the exception of the palatoglossus muscle which is something that is innervated by the vagus nerve which would explain exactly why Galen mistook these two different nerves as one the hypoglossal nerve originates from the medulla, just like all these other last 
four or five nerves or whatever. I'm kind of sad that John Papanito left. I know. So it exits the medulla laterally and posteriorly, posteriorly to your cranial fossa within the supraarachnoid space. The hypoglossal canal is where the hypoglossal nerve exits, which doesn't really help many people who don't look at this don't look this shit up. The posterior canal fossa is the inferior posterior portion of your skull. Where the subarachnoid space is the space between your pia mater and your dura mater and your meninges. Remember those, Void? Yes. Yeah. While the hypoglossal canal is the space lateral to your largest hole in your skull, which is the magnum foramen, which is where your brainstem exits and becomes your spinal cord. The hypoglossal nerve mingles with the nerve roots from C1 and C2, which is your cervical nerves 1 and 2. Now, these may mingle, but they do not cross over and become part of one. Otherwise, you have a lot of issues, I'd imagine. Galen actually discovered, and I don't care what anybody says, because even if he mistook multiple nerves for one, he discovered the different functions and described the different functions from certain branches from them. So, we have the olfactory nerve, number one, the optic nerve, number two, your ocular motor nerve, number three, trigeminal nerve, number five, your facial nerve, number seven, your vestibulocochlear nerve, number eight, your glossopharyngeal nerve, number nine, your vagus nerve, number ten, your spinal accessory nerve, number eleven, and your hypoglossal nerve, number twelve. So it looks like he discovered all but two, which were your abducens and fuck. Where was that one? I can't find it. Abducens. See, you're missing number four. One, two, three, four, and six. So, damn it. Trochlear nerve. Yeah, because those actually innervate the other two of your extrinsic eye muscles. What's interesting is that Rufus and Iphias, who are both... Arab people, I believe, describe the octic chiasm, and the Marinus describes the tenth cranial nerve, both at the hundred current era, which is before Galen, but on this timeline given by Washington.edu, for some reason, put it after Galen. So fuck you, Washington.edu, for being ridiculous. Now. We're going to do the Nemesius. Do you know who Nemesius is? Who's Nemesius? He helps develop the doctrine for the ventricular localization of all mental functions. You know, the three-cell theory mumbo-jumbo? Yes. Yeah, that's going to be fun. He was born in, well, he develops this in 390 CE. So we're going to cover Nemesius. So, were you gay for Galen, Void? No, I was happy for Galen. Oh, I was totally gay for Galen. He made me joyous. Even though he described Egyptians as being hot and dry. You know, a lot of people go along with that narrative that he was very superior-oriented. 
but all the things that they quoted him on were more like, I think this group is that, which is just a generalization. But he didn't signify that they were better on a lot of the excerpts that I read or even heard about on that Audible book I talked about last episode. Don't know if he really thinks he's superior. I actually think he might have been sociopathic or just didn't really care. But he did say he was disturbed by the macaque monkey vivisections. Kind of interesting. So, until we meet again, we leave in peace. We leave in peace. Bye. Bye.